Welcome to the Mindfuckery podcast, which is featured in Feedspot's top 10 of emotional abuse podcasts. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and in here, we explore the areas where others fear to tread. I'm the founder of The Divorce Sanctuary and Wound Talking. I'm also author of Finding Lily, The A to Z of Emotional Abuse and Divorce Matters. I've been a woundologist for over 20 years, working with past life wounds, clearing ancestral trauma and working with this life wounding. It's through my own personal journey I know how much this hurts and how confusing life becomes. So many questions, no real answers. I'm on a mission to educate as many people as I can on the effects of trauma on our lives and our children's lives, healing those wounds and healing the wounds of our mothers and our fathers. It stops here, it stops now and it stops with us. So welcome along for the journey of a lifetime. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so pleased you're here. I'm still out in Greece and making the most of the last day and a bit before I start winding my way back to the UK. Got my cup of tea ready. This week, I wanted to talk about a post that I saw and it was somebody you'd heard shared this from a person called Tucker Reynolds. I hadn't heard of them. I think they're a videographer and comedian and they do, and he does little um, tiny scenes. And it says, my therapist just said, kids are very resilient. And I said, why do all adults need therapy then? And she just looked into the middle distance for a bit and seemed to reassess quite a lot of things. Children might seem resilient, but are they? We're all a bunch of chemicals and we are all vibrating at different levels. A child doesn't know or have the language to talk about what's going on. They might be living in an atmosphere or a home where there's lots of fighting. It might be physical, it might be verbal abuse that's going on. And they're picking this up. They have no idea what's going on, but something inside them. And remember, we were all children once. Years and years ago, I remember talking to a friend of mine and I said to her, we're all a bunch of chemicals. And she laughed and I said, we are. We're all a bunch of chemicals. We're held together, um, that are held together in our skin. Things happen and situations, it might be words, it might be feelings, uh, then picked up and they rummage around. And I describe this as if you think back to being at school and having those um, chemistry lessons and you put chemicals together and you get a reaction. I think, you, I mean, you can do this in the kitchen with a bottle of Coke and bicarbonate of soda and you put these two different things together and you get an explosion. We are the same. And you might have experienced this meeting someone for the first time. It caused a reaction with you. There might have been like an instant attraction. And it doesn't, don't mean in a romantic way. You meet people. It's happened to me so many times. And we're talking as if we've known each other forever. It was just an instant click. Again, the opposite of that is you meet someone and you slight them instantly. Something off with their energy, there's something off with what they're saying, there's something not quite right. And this is like a chemical reaction within a body. And then take a child. 
The same thing will be happening to them, but they don't have the language to explain what it is. And when we experience trauma, our stress hormones are triggered. There's that chemical reaction. When you're in or recovering from an emotionally abusive or a toxic relationship, and that again doesn't have to be romantic. The way that you're feeling could be due to these chemicals that are raging around your body. I always say, think about a teenager that doesn't seem to be able to communicate. Well, let's go even younger than that because up until the age of seven or eight years old, we live in this theta state and I've spoken about it so many times. It was something that I started to look into when I qualified as a spiritual life coach and it just resonated on so many different levels. A child believes that their parent can fix and do anything. They're Superman or Superwoman. Is that Superwoman? Wonder Woman, maybe. They're powerful. They can fix anything. They can sort anything out. But what if that parent isn't a super person? Words are really, really powerful. They have the power to build someone up to create an amazing, rounded, health, emotionally healthy person, but they also have the power to destroy someone. If you've lived in an environment that was unhealthy, that didn't support you in the way that you needed support, then you might take on woundings, beliefs, the way you see yourself, the way you feel about yourself. So this statement, kids are very resilient, really, really summed up a huge amount for me. Why do adults need therapy? We've got these three core wounds, abandonment, shame, and betrayal. I believe that this is where our original wounds start from, from childhood. We learn a mimic. You only have to look at the way children play out, the things that they say. And once you start listening to the way they role play, you can understand what's happening in their environment. My youngest daughter always wanted to be a teacher. From a very young age, from starting school, she used to come back and she um, had a mirror and um, a whiteboard marker and she used to role play. I knew what was going on in one of her classes because of the way she spoke to her dolls. She used to borrow a pair of my shoes and then she used to talk in a certain way. So I knew exactly what was happening. Like your children, and it might have even been you, would go into school and in role play, you would be telling people around you what was going on in your home. Because we learn, we're like sponges. We take on and we take in this information. And during those first seven to eight years, for some it might be a little bit longer, we're living in this theta state where it's like being under hypnosis. Everything that we see, we mimic. Everything we hear, we believe to be the truth. We take on the political elements of our family unit, our tribe. It might be their spiritual beliefs. It might be religious beliefs. Nobody sits down to a few weeks old child and says, do you believe in our, our values, our family values. And it's, I've always held the belief that 
Our children have come here to teach us and it's not the other way around. Our children have come here to show us unconditional. And I see that, you know, these family tra this family trauma that runs through, runs through decades, it runs through centuries, the timelines that come back from thousands of years. But there is a point that somebody has to say, enough. And if you're pointing out to someone that your behavior to me is disrespectful, your wording, whatever you're doing towards me, the way you treat me is conditional, and somebody isn't listening to you, and they continue to believe that their way is the right way or whatever it is that their thought process is, they're still carrying on with that abuse. Now, you could say it's ingrained. It's ingrained because of a child's um, upbringing. They must have experienced trauma. Completely get it. I really, really do. But when you realise that your reality was that and you want to change that, you want to do something about it. You want to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm never going to be like a mother. I'm never, ever going to treat my children the way my mother spoke to me or spoke to us. Or you might say, I'm never going to be like my father. The way he treated us, the way he, whatever it was that you experienced, you're taking a stand. You're, you're changing at that point. You're saying it stops here, it stops now, it stops with me. Taking responsibility. If you don't know something, you can't do something about it. But when you start to wake up to abuse or to the gaslighting behaviors that went on or the triangulation that went on in a family, when you start to wake up to that, you can then start to do something about it. And do you know, there's a, a part of that process is grieving. There's also a part of protection don't wanting to believe that that was my reality as a child. But you can start changing your relationships and you can start saying to people, hey, I don't like the way you say that. I don't like the way you treat me. I don't like the way every time this happens. And if they don't respect you and say, I hear you, I'm really sorry, I didn't realize that that upset you. You've never mentioned it before. If they continue to do that, then that's the time that you go, perhaps no contact or grey rock. Not feeding into their drama, not feeding them. Yes and no answers. And it's so powerful. So in your hands at the moment, at this turning point in your life, you can heal from the emotionally abusive and toxic relationships, but you need to go deeper. And, you know, I've I've said this for years, actually. I can't, I'm trying to think when I first started talking about it. I did a course. I went to a speaker's academy. And it was during, as I was preparing uh, for one of my talks, I was saying, you know, counselling and therapies are brilliant. Talking therapies are brilliant. But they, they only cover so much. And who wants to be still discussing this, like, three years down the line, four years later, 10 years later, I'm still going to therapy for the damage that happened in my childhood. And that's why I work with the original wound. That's why I think it's so important to go right the way back. 
there's a wounding, an, an emotional wounding, and it's really, really like maybe breaking your leg or walking into something at a really nasty bruise or having a nasty fall. Physical trauma is held in your body. Emotional trauma does exactly the same. Emotional trauma is held in the body. And what we do with the original wound work is find out where that is held in the body and we remove it, we take it out. And that's why it's so important because you can start to challenge these beliefs. You can start to question and say, is this true? Is this mine? Is this belief mine? I just wrote a, a workbook yesterday and it's called That's For Me. And in there, I've put, put that in there. Is this true? Some of the work from Byron Katie is that people get embroidered and caught up in these stories of what happened. And she brings you back and says, is that true? And people stop and think, oh, actually, I don't know. I'm just making the assumption that that person would say this. I'm making the assumption that person was feeling that towards me or about me. They're really, really powerful statements. So we have this time in our hands now where we can say it stops here, it stops now, it stops with me. We can take responsibility now for our own healing, for breaking that, those ancestral wounds, those ancestral beliefs that don't fit with you. I used to say it was like putting on a wetsuit too small. You're trying to cram yourself into a life that isn't yours because I knew so many people that were doing jobs at the time that it, they didn't like. They hated these jobs, but they were doing it because their family expected it. They were doing it to please a parent. I knew a doctor who, I think he really wanted to be an archeologist. I think that's what he told me. And he ended up becoming a doctor to please his mother. So your life goes on hold. And there's wounding around that. Because the wounding will be that I have to not be myself to make my whatever parent it is happy, to fit in. So perhaps if you've got the time, sit and talk to your inner child, find out where your wounding is. If you've been going to therapy for a few years, start to question whether the therapist can actually do something to remove these wounds, to help you deal with them, rather than just talk and talk and talk about how you're getting on, because that wounding stays in your body. It's really like um, a Veruca, and I've, uh, I, that's how I describe it. If you think of a Veruca, which is a virus, it somehow gets into your body and you get a nasty, painful lump, and the root goes inwards, and you treat it, and you manage to get the root out. The only reason I'm thinking about that is I had a friend when I was at school and she had some really nasty verrucas and I, and we were sat one day and um, she treated them and she was trying to pull one of them out. Oh, and she managed to get it. I don't know whether it was ready to come out. I don't know, but I, this is how I describe it. It was that one thought. We don't know she could have left some of that root in her foot. So this is what trauma's like. If you don't remove all of it, it sits there laying dormant. And people go through these relationships and they experience it again. And they experience it again because that was what went on in their childhood. 
they either witnessed that or they were told that they weren't worthy. I always remember somebody saying to me, I can't believe you didn't see this as abuse. And it made me really think, I didn't see it as abuse because it was natural to me to be treated that way. And at that point, that had been my third or fourth. The one that I really saw as abusive was a physically abusive relationship. And I didn't leave for me, I left for my son because I was scared that he was gonna be treated in the same way. So, are children resilient? I don't believe they are at all. They're energetic beings. They vibrate like we all do. Only they don't have the words to express how they're feeling. They probably don't understand what's going on. And living in that theta state, thinking this is normal behavior, which is then carried through into their adult lives. So please sit down with your inner child and ask him or her what's going on. What do they really want? Have these honest conversations and you'll probably end up shifting more at that point than you've ever done before. Because they hold the key. They can tell you what's going on because they're inside you. In fact, there's a whole other side of that, which is probably for another day. So look around you. What can you change? What can you take responsibility for? And as always, I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.